the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're looking at some of the biggest stories of 2023 and later six ways to love like Jesus in the new year. You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. It is unbelievably December 28th. We are looking to the new year and thinking back on 2023. Brian, NBC News did like a look at their most inspiring stories. We're going to play some of that audio, but it's kind of what you'd expect. Like, oh, the soldiers coming home and surprising their kids, kids getting into college, students finding out their college debt is covered. Like, oh, man, it's so, so powerful. We're going to take a listen to that and then reflect on some of the stories we remember from 2023. Let's take a listen. Okay, I don't know about you, but the soldiers coming home or the soldiers surprising people at various places like the schools is the most, those are the most the emotional, intense, best videos online, period. Yep, yep. They uh, they really are. I could watch them all the time. Uh, but now on Instagram and stuff, there's all these other ones. It's like of the surprise, the surprise proposal or oh, yeah, the those guy are who shows up at his brother's. Or sisters like a uh, Christmas celebration, and they were uh, anything unexpected where people cr- start crying at the end. I'm I'm a blubbering idiot. I know. I love them. I know they're so so good. Okay, so I'm gonna some headlines I remember are not always the inspiring ones. Like the thing that came to mind as I was thinking about 2023 was the submarine implosion. Oh. Like you don't hear much about that now, but that was a really big deal when that happened. Uh, there's a few other stories that I'm just going to like share with you and you remember. I, w- but does I, w- any- I like that you went back. You started with the implosion <laughs> yeah. of the submersible. Yeah, that's, that's literally what came to mind. It's like one of the biggest news stories. Besides Taylor Swift concerts, oh, it true. was that. It was that. Yes. Okay, you ready for this one? We uh-huh. talked about this a lot, Brian, in January. Okay. Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, revived yes. on field. Do you remember this? Yes. Collapsing yes. during the first quarter of that Monday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Suffered cardiac arrest. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was dead. Like, he yeah. was yeah. dead. Yeah. And That was January. Yeah, that was la- the beginning of last January. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, was, that took over the news as well as it should have. And yeah. now he's fine. Now he's like, fine. He's uh, he doesn't play much, but yeah. he's on the team and there's no health restrictions. And it's just unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, that uh, one was nuts. I remember I was watching the game when it happened. Yeah. And I remember right before they went to commercial, I just remember seeing him fall going. That just did. That, that didn't look weird. normal. Right. That looked, and in football, you get kind of used to like maybe they, you know, got knocked out. Yeah, or something, they're laying on like, the field or something. But that one was, re- I mean, I don't watch football and I happen to be watching it with Kevin. And it was like, what just happened? That was weird. What just happened? Yeah, and then it, it was a weird. Story. And you were sure that, the, oh, it's it's actually happened. Because you always heard about like, could somebody die on the football right, field? Right. And you're like, oh, I think it actually just happened. Yeah. like And, that just and you happened. didn't know how to process it. You're like, 
Yeah. Did I just watch a guy die yeah, on a football field? Yeah, that was kind of scary. Yeah. That was kind of scary. So I'm glad he's doing well now. That's so wild. That was a year ago. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. January 7th, Kevin McCarthy is elected the House Speaker. And he's no longer the House and Speaker. he's no longer the House Speaker. That's what I'm curious at, how that follows up. I think a lot of what's going on, what happened with that politics of the of the age was, or the year, was just a reminder of how dysfunctional everything oh, is. Oh, yeah. Like that's... Just the fact that we're through a couple different... Um, you know, speakers of the yeah. house. Isn't that we're wild so, to was, think about? It was like, we're not only divided as a country, yeah. Republican versus Democrat, yeah. we're divided Republican versus Republican. Yeah. And, uh, and that's really crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. Okay, this one I barely remember from early February. Norfolk Southern train derails in East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, that was bad. Do you remember I forgot that? About that one. Chemicals yeah, were inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was bad. That so was people bad. were afraid that the cars were going to explode. Yep. Okay. Here's this. I thought was two years ago. This was actually February. U.S. shoots down Chinese spy balloon. Oh, was that this year? That was this year. Okay. Over Montana. I okay. thought that was like two years ago. I definitely thought that was two years ago. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, in March, regional banks fail. Really? Yeah. Do you remember this? This is when Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, oh, three largest. Oh, that's right. That's yep, right. Yeah. Three largest bank failures in U.S. history. The FDIC stepped in there, but that was wild. Uh, March. I can't believe this was March. Taylor Swift begins her massive tour. The world has changed. The world has changed. Uh, March 30th, Donald Trump becomes the first former president indicted for a crime. Yep. Yep. And- wow. Uh, it, it added whether you believe he should have been or not. It right. is just added to the division. It, it was absolutely. It gasoline on the fire. Absolutely. Of that. Yep. Uh, May second, Hollywood writers go on strike. Yeah, was it never seemed like a big deal? Well, I mean, they were out for a while, so yeah. Is this the same writer strike that like it just ended? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. This is why there's nothing to watch right now. All right, it's all reality TV. Okay, now. this one. I tell me what you think about this. Uh, May second, Montana Rep. Zoe Zephyr loses court bid to return to House floor. She could not return to the House floor after the transgender lawmaker was censured after speaking out in support of gender affirming health care for children. I feel like we talked about this story, but I don't, I don't have remember. a large recollection no. of it. Um, okay, this one's big. This was just May 5th of 2023. COVID no longer considered a global health emergency. Right, right. And I remember our feeling was like, wait, it was still declared. It was still seen as a global health <laughs> right, emergency. Right, right. Yeah. So, so crazy. Uh, big one in sports. June 7th, 2023. Lionel Messi yes. signs with MLS Inter Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that was huge. Do you know what he decla- he the other day? And it's true. I mean, he's played in every big um, league and he's mm-hmm. one of the best soccer players ever. He he talked about how much he's enjoying it and all this stuff, but yeah. referred to it as the minor leagues. No, he didn't. He did. Are you serious? Like recently or back then? No, recently. Oh, wow. And it wasn't meant to Is be. Is it like, true? Yes, it's oh, true. Okay. The well. best players play in Europe and play over there. I but see. I Ted see. Lasso. But like he makes the money here, right? And the yeah, fame here. And, and yeah. And he's it's you know, he's late in career, so it's a great thing. Go make all the money you can and bring your family to America yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. So Wow, that is so people fascinating. Are like, oh. Okay. All right, dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Oh man. June eighth, former President Trump indicted again, this time in federal court. Oh, June eighteenth. Titan Submersible goes missing. There's your one. Oh, your favorite story of the year. So sad. <laughs> 
Here's a great one. We've all felt this. July 25th, interest, interest rates jumped to highest levels in 22 years. Yes, that was much of this year. It was uh, the feeling of, uh, uh, it was just feeling inflation. Yeah. It was feeling yeah. all of it. Brutal. And it's starting to level out. I don't know if you've noticed gas prices being down. Like they were uh, The yeah, one that I go to true. by my house just got under $3 hey, the other day. hallelujah to that. Yeah. All right, this is a wild story. Wildfires in Hawaii... In August 8th. Oh, those were really Remember bad. Remember that? They killed 99 those people. Those were really bad. That was that was devastating. That was really bad. Yeah. I forgot about that. I know. It is so did I. what things you forget. You forget. Yeah, you kind yeah. of move on. Uh, September 6th, summer 2023, declared the hottest on record. I did not know that. Yeah, throughout the whole earth. Isn't I don't remember it being hot. I here. Actually, it's not funny. I don't really remember that either. I don't that know that either, it was here. Globally, Obviously, it says throughout the earth. Yeah, globally it was. Uh, September 14th. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, charged by a federal grand jury. Lots of grand juries this year. Lots of grand juries this year. Okay, I totally missed this story. Totally missed it. September 29th, Baltimore Catholic Archdiocese files for bankruptcy. I don't remember that. Don't remember that either. We did not cover that story. Uh, September 29th, Senator Dianne Feinstein, longest serving woman senator, dies at age 90. I remember. We talked about that. Yes. Oh, this is a bad one. October 7th, Hamas launches terror attack in Israel. Israel responds with bombing Gaza. That was October. Yeah, it hasn't been long, but oh. man, that's, yeah, I mean, obviously October, what, 6th or 7th was the day yeah, that October all started. 7th. Yeah, Yep. Uh, there could be a million stories like this, but October 25th, gunman kills 19 in Lewiston, Maine, goes on a shooting spree. There mm. were so many shooting yeah. sprees this yeah. year. Feels like it. These all are really sad news. October 28th. Friend star Matthew Perry dies. Uh, yes. Aww. We talked about that. Yep. Uh, November 7th, Ohio becomes the latest state to enshrine abortion rights. Man, these are giving us sad ones. Where's my depressing. happy one? Where's December the... 25th, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas happens. Okay, this is a sad story, but we did reflect on how beautiful this was. On November 19th, former First Lady Rosalind Carter mm-hmm. dies, age 96, but we talked about their faithful marriage and how beautiful that was. So that's a little bit of a yes. bittersweet story. Wow. I'll give it to you. 2023 was a banner year. Usually oh. you go and find the happy stories for us. You you turned it on yeah, us there. Wow. Yeah, wow. I yeah. didn't really mean to, but that's just what the headlines <laughs> were, the were in 2023. It also reminds you the biggest stories are always the bad news that's ones. That's true. That's true. That's where that's where people click that's right. the most. That's hey, right. coming up next, I'm going to actually reflect on my first year of grief. I've got 12 reflections from each month that we'll talk about when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Cannot even believe we are hitting the new year very, very soon. We haven't talked about, Brian, do you have any big New Year's plans? Uh... So we are leaving town for a little bit. Fun. So that will be fun. It's You'll just, get a little New Year's getaway. A Quick little New Year's, New Year's getaway. getaway with the family while my daughter's in town. Love like that. it's just, you know, you can't. I mean, not to be too melancholy about it, but there's going to come a day where you're like, oh, remember those days we could go away as a family, and hopefully we always can. But doing it again will be wonderful. How about yourself? Yeah, no, we'll just, you know, stay up late, bang our pots and pans. There you go. There you go. I said stay up late, but really we'll bang our pots and pans at 10 p.m. and then we'll go to bed. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brian. Well, it has been a year. As I've said, this is kind of a hard thing to talk about, but I wanted to talk about it since my best friend died. And I posted on Instagram something that got quite a bit of responses from people. I think they felt, you know, seen in this 12 reflections, 12 reflections on the first year of grief, one for every month. So I thought I would share them with our audience okay. and you feel free to like jump in, ask questions, sure. whatever. Okay. 
The first one is this. Say no when you are at capacity. No is a complete sentence. That is not original thought to me, obviously, but that's been a thing where I've like realized this year you just sometimes need to say no. A hundred percent, especially in times of grief, yeah. but even in just in general at life, uh, yes. you just need uh, some of us have trouble telling you, you don't want to let people down. You don't want to disappoint mm-hmm. them. Oh, I can squeeze this. And I can just totally. at the edge. And that's accentuated in times of yeah. grief and at times of struggle. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The second one is this borrow the faith of others, especially other faithful sufferers. The Christian faith is the historic collective and ecumenical faith of wounded healers. And that's a gift. I think just, especially in grief, sometimes it's so hard to access your own faith because you're just so aware of how hard things are, how mm-hmm. sad things are, you know, the enemy will get in there and like whisper some things to you about what God didn't do or did do or whatever. And so those are times when I do think it's so beautiful that our faith is a community of faith and we can access the words of, you know, scripture, faithful sufferers that have gone before us and friends who yeah. have suffered but still stayed faithful to Jesus. And sometimes you're just borrowing their faith till you get back to your own. Yeah, yeah, you... And there's nothing wrong with that. I think no, that's a gift. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's that old picture in the Old Testament, right, that we have all preached on many times of Moses not being able to hold mm, his hands up. And yes. so Aaron and her uh, <laughs> hold them up. And when yeah. when they're not holding them, he can't hold them up. Yeah. But when, and that's, I think, a wonderful picture of that's what you're so talking good, about. That's so good, Brian. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Uh, number three, go back to the basics. Rest, hydration, exercise, deep breaths, warm baths, honest chats with trusted friends. Especially early on in grief, I think it can be easy to even forget, like, I should go to sleep now. Mm. I should wash my hair now. I should. I mean, I can remember early days like I have to shampoo my hair. Where is my shampoo? And just Mm. like those basic drink water exercise for those endorphins, like all of those things are part of the path to healing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I I like how you phrase that. Get back to the basics. Yeah. Uh, number four, this is big for me, as we all know, B- feel your big feelings, but also, <laughs> and this is new for me, this is new for Aubrey Sampson in general, give yourself permission to avoid emotional landmines on the day it's, it's too much to bear. There were times in early grief where I had pictures of my friend Jen in certain places, and every time I walked into that room or that space, it was like, <gasps> mm. and I had a friend who lost her brother from cancer a couple years ago say to me, put the pictures away for a time. You will mm. bring them out. And you will be joyful when you bring them out. But it, she said she had to put the pictures of her brother in a drawer for like two months, three mm. months. And she was like, I felt a little like I was betraying him, but it was so hard to wake up every morning and see that. And now they're displayed all over and she's happy and remembering with fondness rather than, you know, with like acute yeah. pain. But yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Sometimes you makes just sense. have to do that. And that's OK. Uh, grief doesn't go anywhere. I think that's a big one. It's harder than you actually are prepared for, harder than you know, and you don't really know it until you're walking in it. Mm. There's no really way to explain it until you're in it. Um, this goes back to number one, grief disrupts and declutters, so you learn to prioritize your best yeses. Okay. Um, we lament. I talk about this a lot. Lament, crying out to God, is a way to be still in the unanswerable, and it's a way to find your way through the nonsense. Mm. Grief is so nonsensical, and just that act of crying out to God is really helpful. Um, the other thing is this, number eight, grief expands the soul, but that's not a matter of course. That's an option. And what I mean by that mm. is you have to choose. Like, am I going to let this thing transform me into greater Christ-likeness okay. to have more compassion, more love, or am I going to let it make me a bitter, cold, shrinking kind of person 
And I do think you have to make the choice. I don't think you have to make it day one. Interesting. But in time, yep. I think you have to make it yep. for sure. Uh, number nine, this is all of our hope. Jesus conquered death like a lamb, but as a lion, as our champion. Death is dead in Jesus. Mm. This is our hope now. This is our future promise. This is from Tolkien, but everything sad will be made untrue. Everything lost will be found. Mm. And I just feel like we have to remind yourself of those things. Uh, this is connected to that. Number 10, remember in the dark what you knew in the light. Remember in the desert what you knew in the river. Bring these things to mind intentionally and often because grief will try to make you forgetful. Mm. That's good. Um, yep. And that's true for anyone walking yes. through a hard time, I think. Yeah. Number 11, anger is a prayer. Tears are a prayer. Grief is a prayer. And you don't have to do much more than let God love you as you learn to pray in this new language. Last one, you are being carried. You are being held. Even if you don't feel it, you are being carried and held. And I just truly believe like God is, even yeah. when we can't sense it, like God is there uh, holding us, right? Yeah. And carrying yeah. us through the hard times. So those are my What does reflection look like? <laughs> or is it just different for everybody? Like if mm. somebody was like, hey, I don't, I just want to have a normal day. Mm. I don't want to have to even think about it. We're mm-hmm. going to have a normal day. And someone else is like, I want to, I just want to talk about my loved one over yeah. and over and over again. Oh, I, I know. Like that's where so it becomes hard. hard. There's not a, there's not a one there's way not. to do it. It's not a like one size fits all. And some people do. That's all they want to talk about. And I think you have to give them space for that. And that happens around the safe people, right? They don't have to do that with everybody. And then, yes, yeah, some people, like I said, it's okay to compartmentalize. Like, it's okay to just be like, I, I, I don't want to today. Mm. I don't need to today. And I think that's a beauty of, that's a beauty of grief too. It's like, it's not going anywhere. So it's not like you have to tend to it all in one day, every day you can take a break, have a normal day. Mm-hmm. As you say, I think sometimes like, especially if you've lost a spouse or, you know, a parent, it is sometimes I think hard to have a normal day. Like what is a normal day now? You yeah. know, it's kind of always in the back yeah. of your mind, but, yeah. but there are some gifts in it that, and, and mostly that God is here and you are not alone in your grief. That's so right. That's if right. You're, That's good. If you're struggling this new year, we hope that you experience some of the hope of Jesus. Hey, coming up next, we are continued to have conversations with our friends from Food for the Poor. We are so excited to partner with them as they provide much needed life-giving food to children around the world. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. It's the end of the show. We're looking towards the new year. We want to share with you six ways to love people like Jesus did, especially as you're headed into the new year. This would be a good New Year's resolution, Brian. I'm going to love people more like Jesus. Done. (laughs) Done and done. After I figure that out in January and I'm done with it, what should I do in February? (laughs) Yeah, good point. That's your 10 pounds. 10 pounds is off after that. Uh, Churchleaders.com. Charles Lee is talking about this. Uh, what do you expect to be on here? Six. If I if I was to be like, what is the Brian from article on two ways to love like Jesus? What are you saying? Mm. There's got to be something on there about uh, sacrifice, totally. or putting others yes. first, yes. putting others before yes. you. Done. Um, yep. There's that. There's something about loving people. Who don't love you back? Oh, that's a good one. Those are going to be my two. What yeah. am I missing? What else if is those on there aren't for on you? the list? I don't think they know who Jesus is. I definitely would have said sacrifice, giving up yourself for someone else. That kind of thing is just Jesus. Period, and probably loving the um, loving the ignored. 
loving mm-hmm. the least of these, as mm-hmm. we would say, that kind of thing. So let's see what Charles Lee over church leader says. One, uh, six ways to love people like Jesus did. Love does not discriminate or require prerequisites. Okay. What do you think he means by that? Uh, Jesus didn't wait to love. A, he, you know, it says, um, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? Mm, like Jesus yeah, didn't go, yeah, okay, do yeah. you deserve to be loved? Yeah. Then I will love you. Mm. If that were the case, in light of Jesus, none, none of, of us, us would be. deserve to be loved. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, there were not prerequisites to, you know, we didn't have to clear a certain bar before Jesus said, yeah. okay, I will now offer you love and forgiveness and grace. Yeah. He says here, Jesus gravitated to the margins of society, spent time with those who were on the fringe. He didn't have a bias, but if he did, it was towards the ignored, discarded, undervalued. All right, number two, care is not just talk. It must be tangible. What can you do to bring tangible care to a fellow human being today? What are your What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, Jesus' love for people cost him his life. Yep. And it was, um, it was really bad, like <laughs> how he was treated, yes. but yet he continued to love people. Yeah. Um, he continued to love in action, not yeah. just in word. He didn't step away and be like, fine, I'll preach sermons right. and tell you about right. the love that I have for you. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one. No, that's a difficult one. I was Jesus thinking Jesus loved in action. He, he did. He, there was there was cost to it. Do you find that difficult in your day-to-day sure. life? Same. What? Why is that so hard? Is it our time? Is it our bubbles we're in? Is it our... Because out there is uh, people who can hurt us, mm-hmm. people who, um, you know, it could cost us stuff. And yeah. just time. Yeah. Just yeah. the time of what it takes to do that is difficult. That might be something else I would say about the way Jesus loved. Like, he definitely gave his time to people. Like, that's just what his days were, mm-hmm. right? Like, going from person to person without, like, oh, I got to get to my next meeting. Number three, compassion. Oh, look at this. Compassion calls us to slow down, stop, and make time for people. No matter how busy Jesus was in his life, he always took time to order in order to care. It's about time. (laughs) Wow. We're just talking about that. Number four, this goes to what you and I were saying. Love is by nature sacrificial and co-suffering. Jesus gave his life so that many others could find hope in life. He said that true love and friendship is embodied in laying down one's life for another. Yeah, that's very Jesus. It's very Jesus (laughs) and like the hardest, the hardest ask. None of us want to sacrifice. We want others to sacrifice for us. Yes. And uh, that's what makes, this is why it's almost a, it's a great conversation to have, but at the same time, you're like, we can't love like Jesus. Yeah. But we can love, that could be our trajectory. Yeah. We could be getting better at loving like Jesus. Am I a little more sacrificial? What would sacrificial love mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. versus what I do now? Yeah. Yeah. What's what? What's one way I can grow in the sacrificial love? But you're right. Like, none of, I want everyone around me to sacrifice for me, yep. but to yep. do it for like, even people I love, even like Kevin, I'm like, I don't want to do that for you. Right. You know, right. our sin is just like keeps us from doing that for sure. That's right. Number five, care must be transparent and honest. This is interesting. Jesus was transparent and honest in the way he dealt with people. This kind of straightforwardness was not rooted in an argumentative spirit or a distaste for people. He deeply cared about truth, no matter how offensive it came across. 
especially with those that didn't understand his heart. Jesus's goal was not to win an argument. His focus was on bringing something that would be most beneficial to those he encountered. The question that Charles Lee is asking over at churchleaders.com is when will you communicate what's really on your heart to the one you love, even if it's uncomfortable? Mm. Yeah. I don't like uncomfortable. I don't either. That's rough. That's rough. But that's true. Like sometimes I read scripture and Jesus says stuff and I'm like, oh, bro, that, ooh, you know, yes. like he says stuff and really didn't care what people thought. At least that's how it reads from our yeah. viewpoint, right? That Absolutely. He was not sort of massaging or manipulating his messages. Yeah. He just saying them, um, come what may. And then he lived it out and he lived with the people. Yeah. Like there was, yeah. God, these are hard. These I are know. hard. These are hard. Why are you doing this list to us? I know. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to some lessons, I think. <laughs> Uh, compassion must seek justice for lasting impact. This is the last one. Number six, Jesus knew that compassion does not lead to a whole new life. If it was only bandaging wounds, mm. he spoke up regularly for those who didn't have the stature to be heard. Jesus regularly recognized that many of the systems that man had created lacked care for those who most needed it. Compassion must lead to systemic change and the other way around. Does your compassion lead to lasting change? How committed are you to justice? These are hard, hard, hard things. And in one sense, I feel like we always, when, when we say we want to be like Jesus, we have to, yes, move in this trajectory of Christ likeness. And like you were saying, realize we actually can't, like, I just don't think Mm -hmm. human beings are capable of this apart from the Holy Spirit in our lives moving us. And so I think some of this goes back to like dependence on the spirit of God, help form this in me, give me opportunities to love like you did. Jesus transform my heart so that I love like you did. And when we fail, that's just a reminder, like, Oh, we need a savior who loves perfectly because we can't do it. Yeah. And for me, this is a, we talk about this often. It's a trajectory thing. Like, am I at all moving in this direction? Mm. Like maybe that's the question for 2024 at the end of 2024. Uh, am I more like Christ? Am I more loving like him as opposed to like, oh, I failed again this year because I was a little selfish or whatever. Maybe uh, ask what are some questions you could come up with that kind of gauge this and just ask honest questions. We're called to to love others in the way that Mm. Jesus has loved us. And so just to ask yourself, how am I doing at that? Am I improving? Is that the trajectory of my life as I greater understand the good news of the gospel in my own life? Oh, it's so good. Well, we hope that you have a fabulous evening tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.